Happy Saturday, people of the internet. I haven't uploaded a podcast this week so far because I now have a job like a normal person. Um, uh, just like a part-time job for the time being. But it means I don't have time to sit and talk and rant to myself. So I've had to wait till the weekend to do it. Also, I live with Clarissa. And so I don't want her to get annoyed if I'm ranting on to myself. So that's why it's been a little bit later this week. So, I don't know if everybody saw this, but a week and a bit ago, was walking to the train station, casually, walked past a house, just for some reason I looked to my left. <laughs> it's not funny, right? There was a man... With first of all, I saw like a bare pink ass, like a you know, like like a real slapped ass look, um, and I was like, oh fucking hell! And he had his trousers and his knickers around his ankles, and he was wanking in it. Just, like we weren't in a private, like I mean, it's never okay, but we weren't in like a little side. It there was no privacy whatsoever. Like, I, I mean, I don't understand our fresco wanking full stop. It's illegal and I don't get it. But but we were just off a high street, right? And also, absolutely no effort whatsoever to cover up what he, what he was doing. Just stood there bashing away at it. Fucking disgusting. Disgusting. I, so I was like in shock... And I, I was like, uh, uh, my eyes were violated, right? So I was like, uh, oh, I want to take a photo to embarrass him. But then I was like, oh, I don't even want him to know I was here and saw his ass and penis. Uh, and I just like froze for a minute. And then I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to keep walking. Disgusting. And then I saw these two old people coming up to me, like, like quite old. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, they're going to be shocked at the fucking... They don't want to see that. So, And they had council worker, like, lanyards on. And I was like, oh, they looked at me, obviously saw I had been... Looked like I'd seen a ghost, but I'd seen an old man penis. And they looked at me questioningly. And I was like, uh, just don't... Don't look to your left they looked at me like I was insane and carried on walking of course I turned around and they were looking to their left and you know I did try to warn them but I feel like as council workers it's also their business to know that that kind of disgustingness goes on I don't know I should have done something else but I don't I was in so much shock I was like uh, just the disgust this so gross so gross children could have walked past you know i should have like called the police or something but i don't know in this situation sometimes you're just so much in shock you don't even know what to do and anyway horrendous so there's that that happened to me this week very exciting but also i've started to notice this week the extreme wankness of people in the gym now i'm very much a gym wanker right but i feel like there's different categories of gym wankers I 
I, I'm a wanker in that I think I know everything. I'm sure I don't know everything. I fucking trained and I'm qualified and I've got a shit ton of experience, but there is always more to learn. But I don't tell people I know everything and I do not advise people that don't ask for advice. Now, I haven't had this happen to me in a few years. Uh, maybe I, I do, I have, I have worked for years on my resting bitch face. Like I am naturally gifted with resting bitch face, but I do work on it all the time. Um, and so I think that puts most people off, which I'm so happy about. I mean, catcallers and that, it's not really working all the time now, but I try my best to look like the most angry person on the planet in the gym so that no one talks to me. And so far it seems to be working. And, uh, but I did used to get, when I first started going to the gym years and years ago, I used to get men come up to me and suggest how to better my exercise. Now, I'm not talking about someone saying, oh, babe, no, not babe, of course not babe, but, uh, don't, don't do that because your form, you're going to hurt your back. That, sometimes I think it's like, oh my God, I am happy. Because, you know, right at the beginning, someone did say that to me. I was doing um, hack squats, but reversed. So I was facing, it's hard to explain. But, and my back was uh, curved, which is terrible. You shouldn't do that. Obviously, this was years and years ago. I didn't know. And this guy came up to me and he was like, listen, please, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but please, please don't do that with your back because you're going to hurt yourself. And I was like, okay, the way he said it, he was very polite and it really was, good advice because it was going to hurt myself but there are people out there and he was a personal trainer and he knew what he was talking about but there are there are people many many times that have come up to me and just said oh hey are you doing uh are you trying to hit your obliques and I'm like oh, take my headphone out I'm sorry what I are, are you you trying to hit your obliques there uh, yes Oh, you know what you want to do? Like, you see that machine over there? If you, like, twist a little bit. This, okay, bearing in mind, this guy has, like, gigantic arms and chicken legs. Now, I'm, you know, up to you. Love your body, you know. But if you clearly don't know how to train the lower half of your body, please do not give me advice on any part of my body, okay? Just don't. I don't think it's... Unless someone is imminently going to injure themselves, please do not offer your advice to them in the gym unless they ask. Okay? And also, if you're in the gym, I say this to all of my clients, if you're in the gym and you aren't sure, ask ask uh, someone that works at the gym because it is their job. They should be trained on how to advise you how to use a machine. And if it's going to avoid injury, do it. Like, you don't want to get injured just because you're too scared to ask how the machines work. I am thinking of... Um, uh, creating a video series on my YouTube channel, just really short videos of how to use each machine in the gym. Because most most of my clients, the number one reason they say they don't go to the gym is because uh, they like don't they don't want to look like an idiot if they don't know how to use a machine. I felt exactly the same when I first started going to the gym. I refused to go on my own because I was like, oh, I'm going to make an ass of myself. Blah blah blah. So maybe I'll, I'll do that asap. But one of the main thing that things that have been annoying me in the gym as of late are fucking thought personal trainers. Now, I'm not talking about the derogatory term thought. I don't really know what that means, but I like the way it sounds and how it feels when that word is coming out of my mouth. Thought. So, um, I'm talking about 
the personal trainers that we all know that are in the gym and I am sure they only started being personal trainers so that they could lech on girls without being called up on it. And I get really annoyed because I know as someone who has trained, uh, in, I'm qualified, I'm a qualified personal trainer and I've had a shit ton of experience. So I know what's right and wrong. So when I see personal trainers doing things and they're like, oh, I just need to feel this part of your leg to make sure you're doing it right. I know that you don't. And I, oh my God, how many times have you seen on fucking Instagram these asshole? And it's not just, I, I, you know what, I, I, it's not just men. I see annoying women personal trainers doing it too. Then um, they're like, oh, it's just so cringe. So cringe, like Instagram stories of your workout. Okay, it, that, okay, so I, I'll see, I'll look, watch one. Or if I'm following you because I want to find out how to do a certain exercise, I will watch it all the way through because I want to know. But if you're just a random person that I follow because I know you or like, I don't know, like, I'm interested in your your career, i.e. your acting or your dancing or your cooking. I'm not really interested in... It's really weird. Like, I'm not interested in... Unless you're teaching me something new, which you won't be, if I'm... If you are learning how to train in the gym, your video... Like, the, like 47 videos that your personal trainer took of you... With his fucking voice, it. All right, three more. Come, come on, push, Jessica. Come on, push up, 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 push. I can't. Just shut up. I can't. And you, and you know what? They're always the fucking loudest in the gym. Personal trainers that don't know what they're talking about are the loudest in the gym. Okay, if there is a long time bodybuilder there who knows his shit and has been doing it his whole life, there was this like seventy year old man in my gym in uh, downtown LA, and he was great. And I asked him for something once, and he was like, "Oh yeah." I was like, "Hey, um, how, it was about an exercise," and I asked him, and he was great. And I would appreciate his advice because he knew what the fuck he was doing, and he was silent, never grunted, never gave people unwarranted advice, never chatted loudly on the phone. No gym faux pas from this man because he knows. I need to write a book on gym etiquette too because it's really fucking pissing me off right now. The lack of gym courtesy really fucking me off. Um, But yeah, these fucking Instagram personal trainers that are like, they're always a member of like 24-hour fitness or, you know, like one of the UK equivalents, like fucking, uh, I used to be a member of the gym great marketing tool not calling your gym just the gym so no one knows how to find, oh my god so annoying no one knows how to explain what type what gym uh, chain they are a member of well done the gym group marketing people but it's always fucking personal trainers that don't know anything and that have like oh they're so loud and so cringe and you know that like over the top confidence it drives me Mad. Oh my god, and I've been seeing so much of them recently. And also, what I've noticed is I was training with Clarissa the other day, and she was telling me, uh, Clarissa's my friend, for those of you who don't know, you should know, she's awesome, but whatever. Just gonna have a sip of my tea here. <clears throat> um, so I was training with Clarissa because, uh, 
she's my project and uh she was saying that there was this one guy in there she was like oh yeah he taught us a class last time and he was really mean like like a really strict trainer like come on you got to do it do more do more do more he was like look i can do it better than this and and he hadn't been doing the whole class with them and i was like no 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 i don't often do i I very rarely do gym classes um because i'm not a fan of cardio but if a trainer is gonna fucking stand there and tell me what to do and shout at me to do it, he better be fucking doing it himself. I would be like, I was like, Clarissa, tell him to do it. I, that's ridiculous. Trainer not doing it along with you. That is ridiculous. Sorry. He might stop to catch his breath and then carry on telling you, but you can't tell pe- No, I'm sorry. You need to lead by example if you're a trainer, especially if it's a group class. Fuck off if you ain't doing it yourself. Um, I am... Uh, oh my god, and they take so much space up, they literally will like section off the entire mat section, this is a personal trainer and his trainee, section off an entire section of the um, the mats in the gym and just take up the whole section, and I'm like, oh, I just like scoot on in the side while they're doing something somewhere else, and they're like, oh sorry, we're using that, and I'm like, oh what right now and they're like no but we're gonna do a circuit in a minute and I'm like all right well in a minute I'll move but you cannot just reserve certain areas of the gym that's not for you we have to share this space we're all trying to get shit done it's 5 30 in the morning get the fuck off the mat you can't have the whole mat it doesn't matter if you're wearing a fluorescent blue t-shirt you're not having the entire whole space I'm sorry no especially when you don't need it there was a fucking trainer the other day he was doing leg like squats with this with his client he was telling his client to do squats and I was like okay but like you don't need a mat you're not kneeling and you're not on your back you don't need a mat fuck off get off of my space really oh because I fuel all my anger into my gym sessions and if something angers me at the gym it's right at the service like you don't even need to scratch a little bit my anger is right there if you've seen that picture on Instagram of that bird that bird meme where he's like flying through the sky and he's got like a Spock eyebrow and he it says underneath this bird keeps himself in the air through sheer force of anger alone nothing has ever resonated with me as much as that bird meme that is me and i do need uh to work on that <laughs> that bird is me especially in the gym but yes oh don't take up too much space in the gym it's very annoying and also not like not okay it's gonna sound like i'm bashing on guys i'm not bashing on guys but the only reason it sounds like it is because there's like barely any women in my gym like i don't see any women in my gym and it's very very disappointing but the men in the gym men are very weird about women in the gym like i'm talking in like i'm vastly um categorizing what's that's not the right word I can't think of the right word. Someone will tell me. But men in, men don't like it. Like, I've been in the gym and people have to, they have to interrupt me to to ask me some bullshit question or, or something. They just have to interrupt me. They, they can't just leave a woman alone in the gym. Leave me alone. That's all I... I'm going to get some headphones that are like serious over-the-ear headphones. So, and I'm not... When someone tries to talk to me, I'm just not going to talk to them. Oh, my God. Some guy tried to speak to me the other day. It was... <laughs> so funny so this guy you know what he looks like already like a gym bro he had frosted tips 
he came up to me the other day and uh, I had my hair, I just finished a leg workout so I was fucking exhausted and uh, I was just checking my phone afterwards and I was about to leave the gym and he came up to you, I still had my headphones in and he was like, said something, I obviously didn't hear him because I had headphones in and I was like, oh, I took one out and I was like, yes, what's up? And then he was like, oh, so, um, you know... I'm uh, so uh, I'm doing a couple fitness videos here next week, and I was like, "Oh, that's nice." And I, I was like, li- literally, there was such a long pause that I almost put my headphone back in. He was like, "Oh yeah, no, because you know, you've got a good physique," and I was like, "Um, um, I'm sorry. What? Okay, thank, thank you." Uh, and then he was like, oh, no, like, I just wondered if... He... There was no context. He didn't explain what the purpose of these videos were. He didn't say who he was or whether he was a personal trainer or what he was doing. Just being... And it made me think, do other people respond to this? Because you're not giving me enough information to create a conversation here. And I'm really trying not to be rude because I'm really working on being a nicer person right now. But you're making it difficult. So, again, we stared for another couple of excruciating seconds. And then this guy was like you know, it will be like fitness videos because like I'm, I train people and I was like, oh, oh, well, okay. I still didn't really know what he wanted my role to in these films to be, but I was like, oh, okay. Um, okay, cool. Um, well, actually I train people myself, so I can't really be in someone else's training videos. Um, uh, yeah. And then he was like, okay. So then I went to put my headphone back in. He was like, so are you on Instagram? And I was like, I mean, what a, what a, what a, it's such a weird world that we're living in. Like, I don't get, I, I, I don't get it. Like, it's so weird. It's like, it's so weird. I don't know why I find that so weird, but I was like, it's so awkward. Even if I was interested, it's so awkward to stand there and be like, okay, so it's at Megatron, but not Megatron like the robot, but because that name was already taken uh, because there's a robot called Megatron, but it's Megatron like M-E-G-A-R-T-R-O-N and they always get it right. Like, I, I don't, I no, we're not, how we, we're not, even if I wanted to start a relationship with you, how are we going to start a relationship through you knowing my fucking Instagram handle? Like, it's very strange. It's very odd. It's very odd. Dating is weird. I feel like at the end of the day, we're all animals. And that's what I think people forget. Because humans think we're great. Humans think we're, like, superior to every other animal. And, like, I mean, I guess we're, like, the reigning champions of life in the animal world. But, I mean, we're still animals and people forget that. And I feel like I never feel more that we are definitely animals than when I'm in a club. I have not been in a real club in many a moon because I want to die. I've also decided I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm done. I'm done drinking. I don't like it and I don't care for drunk people. They fuck me off. And if I'm not drunk, I can't tolerate them. And I'm not about any situation where alcohol is the main event. Imagine if alcohol was uh, milk and we just gathered... Imagine, imagine aliens coming to Earth and they were like, oh, so you, so what are you doing in this room here? And we're like, we're drinking because that's what we do. Mostly English people. Uh, it's a very British thing. 
drinking culture um, because it's raining and there's fuck all else to do, probably. <laughs> I get it. But imagine if they were like, oh, so you've all congregated in this room. What are you doing? And they were like, we're drinking liquids. And they were like, okay, what happens in this room? Like, how come so many people come every weekend? Like, loads of people come to these, like, little rooms with music on. Like, what happens? Nothing. We just, uh, it gets very, very crowded. You can't make your way to the bathroom. It's boiling. It smells. Um, and uh, we drink liquids. Isn't that weird? Like, you would never drink. Oh, my God, I overheard some guy saying the other day that, he had 13 pints of beer at the weekend. Like, not, not, over the, not over the whole weekend. On Saturday night. How can your stomach physically fit 13 pints of anything in it? Imagine if I was like to you, hey, here's 13 pints of, of uh, Diet Coke. What on earth would possess you to drink 13 pints? I know that alcohol is like the thing and blah, blah, blah. But I don't even know how it can fit. I know you're pissing, so it is going out at the same time. I guess it is leaving your body too. It's not all in there. But like, you're not pissing as much as you're... You're not getting rid of as much piss as you are drinking. So how... How can your body fit 13 pints of anything in it? Your stomach... Have you ever seen a stomach? I thought stomachs were like the size of a foot. You know? I... How can they fit 13 pints of anything in it? When I was younger, it made sense to me because somebody told me that rats uh, pee at the... They only pee when exactly they are drinking. So so it's like an automated thing. If they start drinking, they start peeing. So, and I was like, okay, that's uh, how, how convenient for rats because they'll never need to pee. Like, when they're out doing their, like, rat business. They'll never need to pee because they only pee when they're drinking. I thought it was very efficient. Uh, And it's only recently that I realised that probably isn't true. (laughs) But if we were like rats and we peed at the same time we were drinking, I guess that would make alcohol make sense because you wouldn't have to hold a shit ton of liquid in you just to get the alcohol that you want. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Like, you feel like shit. Like, you, you're tired. I just want to go to bed and eat some food. I'm just no fun. I'm just an 85-year-old person, I think. I'm just no fun. And uh, I don't give a shit. I literally... Why can't we go? Why isn't... Why aren't activities, like, a thing? God, this podcast is boring. Why aren't activities a thing? Like, you know, like, those bouncy, inflatable places. Why is that not a thing? I tried to do my birthday at Clown Town when I was 18 because I wanted it to be, like, my last child thing. And they were like, oh, we don't do birthdays for people over 12. And I was like why and they were like we just don't and I was like what you can't like hire the whole place I mean of course I didn't have the money to hire the whole place but I just was trying to call their bluff and they were like no I was like well we're not gonna drink or anything we just like I just want to be an arse and and be in a in like a fucking foam play area and they were like no we don't do it imagine if instead of like on a Friday and Saturday night instead of like spending all your money that you earned in the week on alcohol and standing in a room and drinking that alcohol and then wasting the weekend being hung over imagine if we went to like those like trampolining areas those things where you like jump into a, a fucking swimming pool of cut up foam that would be so much more fun to do but like no one really does anything and I feel like I'm the boring one for not standing still drinking liquids but like I don't know, I'd rather actually do something fun. Like mini golf. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so old and boring. Oh dear.
But anywho, I am getting old. How old am I now? I'm tw- I'm not, you know what? I'm 27. 27. I feel like, imagine if you were like 27 and you already had everything like settled. Like you were like, right, I have the job that I'm definitely going to keep or like definitely stay in this, in, in this like kind of position for the rest of my life. I have the partner that I'm going to stay with the rest of my life. I, I'm not that keen on them, but they'll do. And I am living, I bought, like, I bought a place where I'm going to live forever. Imagine if you were 27. Uh, Okay, you know what? That's really, really ignorant for me to say because a lot of people do want that and they aspire for, like, normality and stuff. But I just, I need, don't, I just want change. And, like, I get so bored so easily. And the thought of, like, staying in one place for the rest of my life I guess people are different, so it's very arrogant of me to say that. But I just... uh, Okay, so if you want that, I guess... I guess what I'm saying is that if you want that, that's great. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And if if you genuinely, honestly are happy with that, that's great. But the thing that upsets me and makes me really depressed is that I think most people don't really want that, but it will do. And, like, they're too scared to push for something else, which makes me really sad. Because you talk to people when they're in their 50s and they're like, yeah, well, I mean, it's the type of people that come up to me and say, oh, you're still acting. Mm. Well, you know, when when do you think it's time to like, you know, like give like, you know, actually get a real job? And I'm like, there's no other option for me. Like, it's not like I'm choosing to do like artistic stuff like writing and acting. I'm not choosing to do that because I'm lazy and I don't want to get a real job. I've had many a real job in my lifetime. And, uh, you know, it's not because I don't want to do that. You have to work fucking harder to be a freelance fucking creative person. But there's no other option for me. I don't want to just have a a nine-to-five that I know what's going to happen every day and the most exciting part of my week is going for a beer on Friday night. Like, I can't think of anything worse than that. Like... If you're happy with that, then I genuinely think you should do it. And it's, you know, do what makes you fucking happy and fuck what I'm saying and fuck what anybody else says. But I just get sad because I think a lot of people aren't doing what they really want to do. And yes, uh, a lot of the time money has a huge thing to do with that. And also your parents, like my dad like has huge flaws, like hugely flawed. But the one thing that he did teach me is that you should do whatever you want and just make it and, and it just you and the, I he always would say you can you can be whatever you want you can do whatever you want and that I never realized how important that was like as a kid like he genuinely was like yeah you could do that and my mum was not very much like that my mum is uh my mum is uh very much more like homely and you know is like quite happy with normality whatever but my dad was always like no you can do whatever you want and he always used to be like when people tell you the rules this is not great parenting advice but he always used to be like when people tell you the rules always ask them why like don't just accept a rule ask why and while that made me a little shit in school and got me expelled from my school my my all-girls school uh it still makes nowadays i'm like it really implement it was it implemented it really affected my life in the way that 
not just rules like obviously i know some i know some rules are there and i know why and they're important but rules that are stupid like societal rules where everyone just follows them because that's just that's just what you do it has been ingrained in me to question rules and question norms and like although my dad like has a huge amount of uh shortcomings and i could you know go on about those i am like extremely grateful that he taught me to question rules and not just follow everybody else because that's just what everyone else is doing and that's the safe route and even though it leads me here at 27 uh with no job security and no like idea where i'm going to be in five years i am so much happier doing that and and looking at all the different things i've got to do in my life and experience and what might happen in my life I'm so much happier and so grateful that I'm in that position rather than having a parent who encouraged me to just follow the rules and uh, work hard. I mean, my dad taught me to work hard. Well, he didn't teach me. He just showed me what happens if you don't work hard. So that was also a good like lead by example of what not to do too. But, you know, it still taught me you better fucking work hard or this might happen, you know. But I think that's just the thing, working hard. Like, laziness you know, and and, and everyone thinks, you know, a lot of people think that people in creative industries are lazy, they don't want real jobs, and it's like, come on, time to get with reality, get with real life, it's time to get a real job, but I genuinely think they don't even know it, but that comes from fear, and the fear of, like, and they're projecting onto you, which is, I think I spoke about this in the last podcast, but people do do that, and it's not like, you know, I do it too, I kind of do it too, like, but I've always had people saying to me, oh, what, but, you know, like, what are you going to do? You're 27 and you, you don't have a boyfriend and you're, like, you're not... It's like, I'm 27, like, oh, my God. I uh, I have spoken about this before, so I won't, like, repeat myself, but often people are like, oh, well, you need to, like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. There's no plan. I But I'm, I know whatever I am doing, I'm working fucking hard at it. But if I was sitting on my ass not doing anything and being upset that life wasn't coming to me, then, yes, I could shut the fuck up and stop being a complainer and then I should get just a normal job and get on with it. But I'm willing to work fucking hard. And I genuinely think that some of that... Can, God, this is very pro-Meg, isn't it? Uh, I'm, I'm hating myself listening to this podcast. But I will just say one more thing about how great I am. <laughs> the... Um, the I posted about this on Instagram the other week, like the 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 bodybuilding. I used to get annoyed at people that would post shit and be like inspirational quotes with just a picture of like you at the gym, and it is still annoying. But I now get it because I put two and two together, and I was like, oh fuck! Like when I did the bodybuilding competitions, which I do not advise for anyone. I always say this: I get a lot of people coming to me and saying, "Hey, can you prep me for a competition?" I don't do that because I can't in I can't in good conscience advise someone to do a bodybuilding competition because it's not because a, a, if you're happy with how your body currently is, then maybe if you feel like doing it and and you're currently healthy, etc., then maybe if you really want to do a bodybuilding competition, I don't really know why why but but you know but I but like everyone who's come to me so far when I say to them listen are you 100% happy with your body and your health and your diet right now and they always are like no no but I want to kick start myself by doing a bodybuilding competition and while I completely understand that logic it's not a good idea it won't kick start you into a healthy way of living it will kick start you into obsession 
And I have seen it happen far too many times where it does turn into an obsession. And because, of course, if you lose all your body fat and you're ripped to shit, you know, for a competition... And then you start, of course, if you, as soon as you start eating a normal healthy diet, a prep diet is not a long-term healthy diet. Let me just clarify that. But as soon as you start eating a normal healthy diet, you will put on body fat. You'll put on a healthy amount of body fat. You'll get your period again. And, uh, and of course, if you, no matter how strong a personality you have, no matter how like body confident you are, it is difficult to have been that lean and then put on any amount of body fat because you feel oh god I'm putting on too much fat when actually it's like no this is how much normal people need on them but so I don't think it promotes healthy like body image ideas I think if you want to do it for a career that's something different and that like requires a different school of thought because it's not a money-making career unless you are hugely successful and then you then you might start making money but really ask anyone it is not a money-making business for the competitors it really isn't and considering how much hard work and how much dedication you have to have the the means just didn't didn't um what's that expression the means didn't just the ju- something just didn't justify the means some shit like that basically what you put in isn't justifiable to what you get out in bodybuilding competitions you lose money you know your life is miserable for that long mine was anyway and uh, but but my original point i digress yet again i should call this podcast i digress because seriously what the fuck um i can't train a school of thought at all i need a producer to just get me back on track um um yes but i do see now what people say about dedication and bodybuilding because unless you can bodybuilding made me tap into that like area of my brain where where you know like where you think oh this is all i can do but because i'm so competitive i'm a twin of course I, my brain was like, yeah, but if this is all I can do, these other people are going to beat me. If I'm not going to work as hard as them, these, they're going to beat me. And my brain would be like, no, but you can't do anymore. And I would just have to be like, well, I have to, I have to work harder. Like I had a tough shit. I don't care how much I want to have like a fucking donut. I can't because otherwise people will beat me. People will get ahead of me. If I fuck up today, it's one day that someone else didn't fuck up and one day ahead of me that they are. And even though you know, bodybuilding, I guess, isn't, you know, the best use of your time, that I am so grateful for that, because that mentality of, like, every day you don't work hard is a day that someone else is, was like, oh, Jesus Christ, like, nothing is gonna come for free, and now, I swear, if you're gonna do a bodybuilding competition, do it only for that, in the way, but you can do this in your general life, you don't have to do a bodybuilding competition to do it, but the the way I discovered it was, I achieved things physically and mentally that I never thought I could with this bodybuilding competition. And I was like, when I finished, I was like, oh shit, I need to channel that into like my career and like my just daily life. I need to do that. And it is fucking great. And while I still do get annoyed when people post wanky statuses about like, like inspirational blessed quotes on their like bodybuilding pictures and their gym pictures I I do get what they're trying to say and like I do understand how people who haven't 
haven't had to push themselves to that extreme. And it doesn't need to be bodybuilding. People have had to push their... Obviously, I haven't had a difficult life. Like, people have had to have much, much more difficult lives than me. Like, like I have been privileged and, like, fucking, you know, there's been... You know, I'm good. Like, don't think this is me being like, I've had such a tough life, I've had to push myself through. No, I did a fucking bodybuilding competition. Some people, a lot of people you speak to who have been through horrendous, really tough things in their life, they also say the same thing. They're like, yeah, it pushes you to a point where you're like, I didn't think I could do this, and I actually did. So nowadays, my measure of what I can achieve is higher because I was forced to see that I could do more because I didn't have... But given the choice, I wouldn't have pushed myself that far, but I had to. Um, so yeah, I feel like if there's ever a good reason to do a bodybuilding competition, it would be that, but it's not, I wouldn't advise bodybuilding competitions. And I'm actually, I have a bunch of emails to get back to you about this because a couple of people email me about, uh, prepping for a competition, but I just, I can't, like, I can't prep you for a competition because first of all, I need to be able to be your coach, like be in physical, in person with you. And it's such a personal thing. I had to have more time available for you because it's an emotional thing as well. It's not just a physical thing when you're someone's coach. Um, you can't be a part-time prep coach. Like I've seen people be trained by guys and girls that were competing themselves. And I was like, that is not right because it's, first of all, it's selfish because it's the trainer trying to earn money while he's prepping himself for a competition but there is absolutely no way you can give all the focus that needs to be on a competitor while you yourself are a competitor it's just you trying to make to not be honest with your client and not be like hey I need to take a break for a while because I'm doing competition you know like to be honest I don't think you should really I think you should maybe you should do competitions when you're a a coach but if you are training people you don't have time or mental space to do a bodybuilding competition like you need to invest and it just says to me that you're not really invested in your clients if you've got clients competing all your energy needs to be towards those clients and that's why I can't do it because I don't have the time um you know I don't have the time to to be somebody's coach for a competition and I wouldn't want to let someone down by pretending that I did have the time and I think a lot of trainers will take your money and pretend that they do have the time and they they don't you know and it's not fair so be very wary of personal trainers who are competing themselves at the same time as you very wary I, I wouldn't go for that um yeah I I, and they're not going to be able to be emotionally available to you and you fucking need it you wouldn't think that you do but you fucking need it I cried to my coach a bunch of times (laughs) and uh yeah if he wasn't like emotionally available for that then I it would have been very very difficult and he told me when I first started this is going to be the case and I was like "Ah, I'm tough I don't cry but you wait for fucking 20 weeks with barely any carbs you'll be crying when you mistie your shoelace for sure anyway this was kind of a dull podcast. I'm I'm very happy if you stayed with me to the end. I didn't want it to make it wanky and inspirational, but I guess I kind of went in that direction. I hope it was inspirational, otherwise it was just wanky and that'll be a waste of everybody's time. But hopefully someone got uh inspired um to push harder and whatever. Um I have been having like a bit of a not a shit week but like just you know when you just feel like kind of not I'm not like depressed I just feel like eh 
in a bit of a shite, a grey mood. But I don't know what it is. A lot of the time, if I train, if I do like a heavy training session, it can it can wipe that out. So tomorrow I'm going to do... My my legs still hurt a tiny bit from my last leg day today, but tomorrow they'll be all right. So as long as they're all right, I'm going to mash out a killer leg session tomorrow and try and, like, whip up this this weird mood that I'm in. Um, yeah, I also went to see the play Dust um, uh, with Millie Thomas last night. It was fucking fantastic. I think the last day of it being on was today. So, but I'm sure it, it's been going on for like two years. It's been at Soho Theatre, Edinburgh, and it was just at Trafalgar Studios. It was, I cried multiple times during it. It's the opposite of shows that glorify and like romanticize suicide. It's like, oh no, this is the actual fact of suicide. It, you know, and it was very, very, very good. She's amazing. And if you have any chance, I never really go see theater. I'm not a very theater person. Um, but it was so worth the money. And I mean, it was 25 quid. So it wasn't like a shit ton, but you know. Mm, poor um but uh if you have the opportunity please go and see that play it was fucking amazing it really really was good and it also it at the end uh she talks about like for real not in character about the depression and suicide crisis epidemic that we're going through because no one is talking um so I think that's very important as well and it wasn't just like a play to monetize on the 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 recent you know uprising in people talking about mental health it really i know millie not extremely well but you know i and i know it wasn't about that and it was just a fucking great place so if you can get to go and see dust go and fucking see it if it's on again at some point because it's great but uh so i'm hoping my next podcast will be a bit more fun i uh i'm not in a fantastic mood so i guess that's why but um, I hope this shows people that you don't always have to be in an amazing mood to this is real life. And sometimes you're like, well, there's nothing actually wrong. I can't really pinpoint anything that's wrong. I just feel shitty. That's okay too. And it's at that time when you can be like, okay, what makes me feel good? All right, doing a heavy gym session makes me feel good, so I'll do that. Or having a bath makes me feel good. Watching something on Netflix. Watch The Alienist if you have not watched it because it's fucking excellent. Um things like that just think of things that make you and you are important and I know a lot of people have other people kids and friends and other people that are relying on them that they have to take care of so they often feel guilty for doing like self-care things but the justification for that is that you cannot fully take care of somebody else until you've taken care of yourself so for the good of those that depend on you take care of yourself it's not selfish it's almost selfish to not take care of yourself I've said self far too many times <laughs> um but uh, I hope everybody has a good week. My next uh, podcast hopefully will be a bit more upbeat. But thank you for listening anyway. I really appreciate everyone listening. We've got some new artwork coming next week. My bro is fucking genius. I can't wait to have the... Um, oh, I can't wait to show you the artwork. He's been posting it on his uh, social media. He's at... Was it Ben P underscore 94 on Instagram? He is... Whatever this boy picks up, he's fucking excellent at it. Um, and he's just started a graphic design company. So if you need anything, contact him because they're doing reduced rates at the moment because they're a new company. But get them now because they are fucking fantastic and they're going to explode. Um, you'll see when you see the artwork. So hopefully with either this episode or the next episode, we'll have the artwork up. And I'm going to start making T-shirts with it. 
So, very exciting, guys. But I would love it if people could rate and review my podcast and share it with people because um, if no one listens, it's just me being insane talking to myself for 45 minutes in my room alone. And, you know, if more people listening, it would be less sad. So, <laughs> um, but I, I probably would do it anyway because I just love the sound of my own voice and I could bang on for fucking England, which I'm sure everyone knows by now. But I got a lot to say you know and uh social media has given me an outlet so really it's the people that invented social media's fault so take it up with them all right have a good weekend bye bye